Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is Ali Werner Orozco, Behavioral Health Specialist with Catholic Charities. How are you doing today, Ali? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me, Scott. Yeah, no, absolutely. Really excited to be here. Uh, so the plan here is we're going to talk a little bit about Catholic Charities in general. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the American Rescue Plan Act funding, uh, the grant money that you guys received, and the programs uh, that spawned because of that. So that's kind of the layout of what we're going to do today. Great. And so I wanted to just start to see if you could give a little bit of background about Catholic Charities. Uh, how long have you guys been here in the El Paso County area, and what is your main mission? Definitely. So Catholic Charities of Central Colorado is really the social service arm of the Diocese of Colorado Springs, but we are a nonprofit. Um, again, been around since 1968, um, and our we you know while we serve a 10 county area, our main counties of focus are. El Paso County, as well as Douglas County, as we have a satellite office up in Castle Rock. Um, and our main mission is to really partner with the poor and vulnerable um, and ensure that we are giving them help and, and giving them hope and, and navigating the needs that they come through our door with. Excellent. And so you talk about serving in this 10-county area. Approximately how many people do you serve in that area and what communities do you serve? Mm -hmm. So really the, the number of people we serve are really delineated, you know, um, through our countless programs um, and you know right now a big um, area of focus and, and that we're, we're hoping to reach more of too is, is the southeast um, area of Colorado Springs um, that's that's a big um, population that that we do see you know in our demographics that that we are reaching um, and want to continue to make sure to to reach that that area um, but you know for example last year in Family Connections we served over 2,000 households um, on any given day in our soup kitchen, we're doing about 150 covers. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, you know, imagining that as a restaurant <laughs> pumping out <laughs> yeah. in just a two-hour time frame. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, our family immigration services um, serves countless people, um, you know, every day as well. So really, mm -hmm. our our breadth is is quite quite wide. Yeah, and then can you talk about how important it is to be a pillar in those communities that you serve? What, is, what does that mean for Catholic Charities? Certainly. We are just honored to, to be often the first place that people think of in some of their darkest or heaviest times. Um, we really hope to be a safe um, and not judgmental space for someone to come to and ask for help. We, we are just super sensitive to the fact that asking for help is never easy. Right, and we just hope to be those those servants, um, providing help and hope to those um, when they need it. Because you know we all need help sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. So getting more into the ARPA side of things, mm -hmm. uh, after submitting your grant request to the county, Catholic Charities was awarded two hundred thousand dollars of ARPA funding. Uh, can you talk about what that money has gone to fund? What programs exist because of that? Yeah. So thank you. I mean we. We really assessed a need when we were writing that grant um, to build out our capacity to support behavioral health needs in those that we are that we serve. Um, and so, you know, we have a core belief here that really all behavioral health issues, so you know, those those issues you may see of um, addictions or mental health disorders, um, really, you know, those also navigating chronic health conditions, right, leading mm -hmm. to behaviors that might impact their ability to care for that, but that all behavioral health issues really stem um, often from the experience of trauma or painful past learning. Um, 
And so really when I uh, stepped into this position, I was in a previous role in the agency and then mm-hmm. stepped into this new role. Um, we decided that the, you know, to really go to the staff and, and hear, you know, while we know we want to build out a behavioral health program here, um, where, where, do, where are you seeing the needs? Mm-hmm. And so staff were able to articulate really a desire to have more training so big part of my role in the initial months was to uh, do some trauma-informed training coordination. So to really go upstream and build up the staff's ability to respond to behavioral health needs we see coming through our doors. Um, so some examples of those trainings are mental health first aid mm-hmm. and um, suicide intervention trainings and de-escalation trainings. Um, another big thing we wanted to do with our ARPA funding was divert uh, resources away from the emergency response systems in the community that are already taxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another big project for my role was to coordinate crisis services within our agency, um, develop some clear protocols so that all staff knew what to do in the incident of, you know, of, of a behavioral health need. Um, and, you know, for example, now we are able to um, complete a safety plan with a client you know, who might be expressing thoughts of suicide, mm-hmm. um, instead of waiting for a crisis response team member from the police department, um, while that's a great resource in the community, that's, it's such a high need. Yeah. And if we only have a right. few of those teams, you know, right. um, available every day. And so if we can give back to the community and add that capacity um, to give someone a safe place to, to make a safety plan, then that's something we're able to do now in-house um, instead of waiting for, for emergency responders. So Nice, very nice. Um, so yeah, so those two buckets. And then additionally, I'm able to provide some therapeutic services. Um, I do hold my LCSW, so I'm a clinical social worker. Um, and for those already engaged in our programming, often we'd have to refer them out for those therapeutic services. Um, now, if you know that client is unable to access existing community resources, they may not have insurance, can't afford co-pays, mm-hmm. um, or are just on a super long wait list. Yeah. Clients that we're already serving are able to, to access those therapeutic services with, with myself. So lucky to be able to do that. Very nice. And one thing that I think is interesting in talking with a lot of nonprofits in El Paso County is while they do a lot and while they serve a lot of people, they're just not able to do it all themselves, mm-hmm. right? So can you talk about how working with other nonprofit organizations, other programs out there around El Paso County has benefited the programs that you're working on? Definitely. Well, it certainly takes a village yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the fear of um, being trite there. But right. we definitely, you know, at Catholic Charities, we don't see any other nonprofits as a competitor, right? We just right. all have to work um, together so we can work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, for example, this, um, this role that I've been in, I've been able to have the time to build out a community um, resource network so that, um, you know, I, we have a better understanding at Catholic Charities of, of where is a good fit to send someone in need of um, sober living, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or recovery resources, mm-hmm. um, something that we were kind of maybe giving a resource list before, but now sure. we have some actual humans um, to connect our clients with oh, very nice. um, for, for those needs, for example. Um, and, and broader than that, I mean, Catholic Charities has always um, been a thought partner um, with other community agencies related to housing. 
Um, so Andy Barton, our CEO, is, is one of the chairs of the Continuum of Care. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our no wrong door entry um, in our community when someone is in need of housing resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really that's a collaboration of, of various nonprofits in the area to really come together on a monthly basis um, to ensure that um, you know, we are addressing the, the housing needs in our community. Um, it's a it's a big problem to tackle right now, sure. um, but yeah, we we can't do it without the, the other agencies. Mm. Um, yeah, and for example, Springs Rescue Mission is out here um, on our front um, space today in front of the dining hall, making sure that those who are accessing our dining hall services just know about the services at Springs Rescue Mission mm-hmm. um, and are able to access those. That's great. And I know, you know, we're talking about behavioral health programs. Uh, it can certainly be a sensitive issue to talk about, especially if you're talking about those individuals who are uh, taking advantage of those services. Mm-hmm. So while maybe uh, you can't give a specific personal story, it would be great if you could share uh, just uh, generally how people are able to benefit from these services uh, that you guys are able to provide now because of this ARPA grant funding that you've received. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and I'll speak generally, I think, to... Again, this added capacity to refer clients we're already working with to therapeutic support. Um, whereas before, again, we, we may have to um, refer out to another community agency. Um, oftentimes, we'd hear back from clients that they weren't able to follow through mm-hmm. with, with that referral for, for a given number of valid reasons. Sure. Um, but one success story I'm thinking of is you know a client who was already very engaged in our Family Connections programming over at our Helen Hunt campus, um, had articulated a high desire to to get more support for her mental health. Um, You know, she had been through six different therapists um, in a really short period of time and and was hesitant to re-engage in in those more therapeutic services. Um, But with this warm handoff setup that we were able to do, one of the staff members from Family Connections um, set up a meeting with myself and the client and you know the family connection staff member was able to give that client a choice whether she wanted to retell her story or if she could help her <laughs> yeah. right because often that's a barrier I think to to clients reaching out for mental health support is they just don't want to tell their story again yeah no it totally understand takes so much energy and so um, when a staff was able to help a client do that, um, and then give that vetting, right? Like, hey, this is a coworker of mine. I've worked with her for this many years, um, and and really help develop that trust. Um, we've seen, you know, from from this client's report, her highest engagement um, in therapy in, in recent years. Her spouse even noticed noticed that she was more excited to come um, yeah. to our sessions than before, and that's not due to me, right? That's just <laughs> due to our our structural setup. I think of really um, lifting up. Uh, that that trust. I think that just really speaks to the structure we have in place here now with with the credit to the ARPA funding of allowing staff to give true warm handoffs to therapeutic services within my role. Right, and so for those who may be seeking services, I mean, we uh, we all know it's difficult to ask for help mm-hmm. sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but how can they go about obtaining those services if that's something that they're looking for? Definitely. Well, we, um, you know, we, we always say we're not the magic wand, but we're happy to be a thought partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have such a variety of programs that really the most general way and, and the best way 
for a client to access um, services is to go onto our website. So you can either Google Catholic Charities of Central Colorado or go to www.ccharitiescc.org, click on, on the Get Help tab, and then there's an initial contact form you can fill out. Mm-hmm. You'll check the needs that you have, and that will go to our respective program areas, and then they'll reach back out to you. Generally, within within a few days, we mm-hmm. do our best with the high <laughs> community need right now. Sure. No, that's great. And so on the other side of the coin, uh, for those who want to get involved, who want to volunteer, but they may not know where to start, mm-hmm. how can they go about doing that? Where is the best place for them to look? Uh, what should they be looking for? Definitely. Well, we cannot survive without our volunteers here yeah. at Catholic Charities. Um, our meals are run every day at the dining hall through the the trustee help of volunteers. Um, and so there's a Give Hope tab on our website that I just listed off mm-hmm. there. Um, and then you can give back in whatever way feels the most comfortable. Um, and so there's some options there. And then a link to if you do want to volunteer, who to get connected with. Doug Rouse is our uh, volunteer coordinator. He'll make sure you have a great match based on your interest and your schedule. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And then finally, I just wanted to give you an opportunity. Is there anything else that you want to share about these programs that you guys are running now, about Catholic Charities in general? Is there anything else uh, you would want listeners to know about what's going on here at Catholic Charities? Yeah, I just think that, um, you know, our staff have open hearts and are just feel feel very privileged to get to walk alongside folks um, in their most vulnerable time. Um, and so I know we're grateful for ARPA funding for you know my position. I know staff has really been able to, um, or has articulated a, a gratefulness of um, being able to be a thought partner with me when they're faced with those heavier situations. Mm-hmm. And then um, we can kind of come alongside together and, and make sure we're plugging people in um, to appropriate physical or mental health services in the community. Um, really want to wrap up that whole person in support. And I think ARPA's, uh, the funding coming from ARPA has really helped us to do that. Great. Well, that's always great to hear. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Allie, for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And I think, again, it's really valuable for people to know, you know, what that ARPA grant money is going to fund and that, you know, it really is uh, doing a good job of helping people within the community. Uh, so thank you for helping to express that today. Great. Thanks for your time, Scott, and you getting the real story. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And if you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can search for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.